Well, hello, 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 everyone. It's me, June E. Victor, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nothing More, Nothing Less. You guessed it, it is the season finale. Yes, season two is now coming to an end, sadly. But, I mean... I get, I got, I gotta, I gotta get some vacation time in. You know what I mean? Um, I would say that comparing season one and season two has been a crazy difference. You can see the the confidence in my voice. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent confident, but you know, it's there in comparison to the first season. I had to have someone with me in every single episode in the first half just so that I can put out some content. And I would say I am so thankful and happy that I was able to take the time to start the podcast a year ago. It was on April 13th on my birthday. And not only is this the season finale, but this is the anniversary of my podcast. Tomorrow is going to mark a year that I started this and um, another year uh, of being another year older, I guess. Uh, We're just going to glaze right over that. But yeah, so... um, Thank you all the listeners for tuning in and always encouraging me to continue to put out content. Um, It's been such a pleasure and hopefully I can continue this in season three with a lot more. I do want to talk about the top three episodes of the season and also wanted to make sure that we we all know what the top episode of the podcast is as well. So yeah, let's get into it. I didn't know that this series was going to be what really truly made the podcast, but I think that the girls chat came out of nowhere out of left field and two of the positions is from the girls chat series so coming in at number three featuring both nay davis and demarion is season two episode five the black print and within this episode let me see if i remember um the black print was basically giving uh tips to start your own business and to also make sure that we were actually giving this the same feedback that we're receiving to other people and extending it over. You know, sometimes we tend to keep the secret to ourselves. Whenever we find the the blueprint, we keep it to ourselves so that we can find success, but in order to promote growth within our community, it's essential to be able to show this black print to um, to the others in our community. And we are talking about the black community. One day, my service was okay, but then my food was bad. So I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no, I'm not taking both. I'm not taking both. That's what we not gonna do. So, you know, he always come and be like, you know, hey, how's your food? And I'm like, listen, my food is not up to par. So I'm like, you know, like telling him, because, you know, I got the whole hospitality background or whatever. So, you know, I was schooling him on the things that, you know, that be going on in the front of the house because he's in the back of the house, Um, which is like, you know, the cooking area, the kitchen area for people who don't know. So, um... 
he was like, why don't you come in and help me, like, you know, look at the front of the house uh, as far as, like, the service and the servers and things that I can't see and just tell me what you see and help me. So I was like, okay. So that's what I did. Like, I came in and I told him, you know, things that he can improve on um, as far as, like, just everything from service to the look of the actual restaurant. And he was, like, very you know, he was, he was open to taking my opinion. And I think that that's what a lot of people need to understand. Like you can be a business owner, but that doesn't mean that you're good at customer service. Mm. It doesn't mean that you know everything that there is to know about that business. So you have to be open to listen to what your customers is saying, because if you listen, people will tell you not people not will will not only tell you about the service and what's going on in your facility that you can't see, they will also tell you what they want from you as a business. Mm-hmm. And I mean that by, you know, me owning uh, a hair and skin care line, I talk to my customers and they, you know, they tell me what they're looking for. And that gives me ideas to go out and go get and go find and go discover, you know, how can I make myself better and grow my own business? So you got to be receptive to people. And and honestly, a lot of people have opinions, but you don't, of course you don't, everybody has an opinion. You also have to filter out what opinions yes. you want to take in, but you do it in a graceful way. You still, you know, time. exactly. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to make anybody feel like their opinion doesn't matter. Even in your brain, if you feel like their opinion doesn't matter. Right, right. You just don't want to say it out loud. In the manager's so. perspective or side, regardless of if the person who's given that opinion is upset or do, is doing it in a harsh way, you should, like you said, always take it with grace. Because within all of that fire that they're shooting at you, there is a bit of truth. And you cannot solve anything with more fire. So fire into fire equals what? ah that was so good it's bringing back so many great memories recording with my two friends Demarian and Nate Davis and it's funny that this next episode well the the top the second top episode is the continuation of that black print episode this is girls chat the raw experience. Now in that black print episode, we kind of talked about being able to share what you learn about your black owned business or about your business in general. You learn about it and then you're able to share it with your community so that they're actually getting all those good tips so that they can build their own business. So in that clip before you heard Demarion and she expressed that she used to go to a brunch spot and the service wasn't the best but the food was amazing but once you cross the line where the food was trash and the service was trash that's when she mentioned to the owner what was going on and so my two friends decided to take me to a, a brunch spot it was different than the one Demarion went to but uh we went and we didn't even have the idea to record our experience and we did so 
Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the best experience that we've had at a black-owned business, but nonetheless, it was something for people to hear. And we actually record that live, and you can see that footage on my Instagram at NMNL Podcast. So stay tuned and listen to this little snippet of that episode. Finish, finish your version, because your version is making it seem real. But this is from oh, my... it's okay, it's okay. No, this it's is not okay. This is my perspective, because I always come through giving everyone the benefit of the doubt at the very beginning. It wasn't to the end where I was like, bro. <laughs> okay, so we're walking to the um, the car. Um, Nate went to the restroom. In order for us to wait, she wanted to get a drink. So she bought a drink to go, and you know, we sitting in the car drinking no juice because it didn't taste like any type of wine, any type of liquor, sour mix, just like sour mix. But that's fine, we're turning up, listening to in the car, right? But little do we know, the time is going by, and we're watching our Apple Watch, and we're like, what time? Is it? What time was it, Demarion? It was like 2.38. 2.38. 2.38. And we right. said, after this song, we're we go going back out. Yeah. We're going back out. Yeah. So, we go back out, and Chardonnay's like, I gotta use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> so petty. I knew you were gonna say it. You just had to. You could not just, like, contain yourself. And keep my personal, keep my information to yourself. I use the restroom, guys. So, I'm like, okay, cool, Beans. You can go to the bathroom. Me and Demarion will be here. We're going to ask to see what time they're going to see us. Then, Demarion, go ahead and take it away. So then we go, I go to the hostess slash manager slash busboy slash... To go boxer, oh, shoot. slash food runner, whatever, <laughs> jack of all trades. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're just checking to see how long till we get seated. He goes, oh, what, what's the party name? I was like, Chardonnay. And then, mind you, wait, mind you, when you went into the restaurant the first time, he was sitting here singing Chardonnay's name. <laughs> and Chardonnay was like, that's me. And she was like, he was like, oh. oh yeah. Oh no, I'm just I'm just speaking out no, loud. That's what he yeah, told no. her the first he time when she got, when he got was the looking drink. at his little paper with the reservations or the wait list and he was like, Oh, Chardonnay. And I was like, Oh, I'm I'm getting a drink to go, whatever, while I wait. Okay, you want me to go outside and get my friends, you ready to seat us, like where you want us to sit? He was like, Oh no, 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 no. I was just talking to myself out loud. Right. that you guys were ordering to go, I was going to see you at that moment. Shana, the, girl. the girl told me that. So I'm like, bruh. Bruh. We're going to keep this a secret from Chardonnay because so she's going to turn it Y'all sit down over there. That's exactly what he said. Y'all go sit down over there. He didn't say which over there it was. It was two <laughs> tables. There was two y'all tables. Did not two tell empty tables. Part. So, yo, then you're like, yo, Chardonnay going to be pissed if we tell this. I'm like, let's not say nothing until after we leave. <laughs> 
nothing. So I'm like, excuse me, sir. Uh-huh. I was like, can you tell us what, like, is it this table right here? Because, like, mind you, it was somebody, like, it was two people. It was a person mm-hmm. that was in a wheelchair and it was another girl. So I'm like, why would he tell us to sit right there if they're, like, standing right by right. the table? Yeah. That was what I was thinking in my head. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. So I go sit down or whatever. We go sit down. So I was like, all right, we ain't gonna say nothing to Charlotte. Nothing. Comes. We made a pack. We had the pinkies. We went like this. We spit on our hands. <laughs> all that. We didn't spit on our hands. So COVID out there. Charlotte, they come to the table. She was like, well, what he said? When, when, she, when, when y'all went and told him, what did he say? Here go your dean pick, pulling out her phone. And here goes Charlotte looking dead at me. I was like, he just sat us down. I'm not saying anything to her. He just sat us down. that day like it was yesterday oh my god i miss my girl so much like that even though the experience at that restaurant was not the greatest just being with my friends was enough you know so (laughs) we were able to laugh about it and talk about it get it off of our chest and live our life um so after that episode i did take some time to create another episode surrounding reviews and how you respond to them because I noticed that with that particular restaurant the the manager or busboy or whoever he was was going in on the guest so if you do have a chance go ahead and listen to that I believe it's called Twitter fingers but anyway this isn't about that our top episode goes to season two episode four haitian mothers association this is featuring jen jackson she's an influencer and my friend we went to the same high school together and she's also haitian (laughs) the difference is she was actually born there i believe she was born there and moved to the states and now she lives in canada And in my situation, my mom and my dad was born and raised in Haiti, moved to the States, and had me. So I thought that the trauma that I went through with the troubles that I went through with my mom was just solely me and not everyone else. But surely enough, a lot of Haitians also go through that same exact trauma. So I had the conversation with Jen Jackson and she had a lot to say about the experiences that she had growing up. So Mm -hmm. I never do things that I'm not really supposed to do. And I think everything stems from all of that trauma of my mom telling me, no, no, no. I get into a car accident and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do anything my mom tells me not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's even more, you're traumatized at this point. Yes, 100%. And I think that like, if I, if my mom were to at least be less of that, you know, feared individual and mm-hmm. that I'm able to talk to her things will be different it but- absolutely would be I feel like when I was so the the time frame I'm talking about I'm literally like 17 18 you know and like you said I was a good girl I was home all the time I was studying literally my parents didn't really have to like you know 
chase after me to do housework, do my you know, right. study. I was literally school home and just do everything they wanted to do. And for me to just go to the movies with my friends once, for example, I had to lie about that. Yeah. Like I hated feeling that way, feeling that I, I'm not, I don't want to lie. It's really something simple, just going to see a movie with a few friends and like girls, of course, because, you know, we don't talk to boys. Exactly. And even that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. So then I was, I felt like I had, I was forced. I had to cover my tracks and like lie a little bit, little white lies here and there. Right. But then that's when it's really started hitting me. Like, why am I so like controlled? You know, there's so much out there that I don't know. And I'm not allowed to even explore that. Mm-hmm. So once you're pushed out, you're confused. You don't know what's what's going on with the world because you've been sheltered this whole entire time. Yeah. All of my friends, they were able to go out to the movies and do all that stuff. I had to lie as well. And you know what what we did? We used to ride the Metro Rail to the Metro Rail, then I think the Metro Mover to Sunset in order to go to the movies. And that was super far if you think about it. (laughs) And my mom had no clue that I was doing this, but at least I was with trusted friends. My friends, even though my mom was like, oh no, you can't go out with these, these friends or that friend or whatever and it's not nothing towards my friends it's more towards just me being outside she doesn't want me to be outside but absolutely not okay so but that's the thing like my friends they were shields and I'm happy that I had them because I was able to explore I was Mm -hmm. able to go to sunset and and I know that it's more than just my my backyard you know what I mean It's truly refreshing to go back and listen to some of those old episodes, and I'm happy that I did. Um, The conversation that I had with Jen J was amazing, and it reminded me of what I went through as a child, and I'm happy that I'm not the only one that went through it. You know, having her speak her piece was truly refreshing to listen to because as she's speaking, I'm like, yep that happened to me too (laughs) now that was amazing and i understand why it's the most listened to for the season really good job between the both of us i love this episode and i wanted to leave you guys with the most listened to episode of the season i can truly truly say that i have grown from this moment i didn't really know how to motivate myself and now you know through trial and error I'm able to push myself to even go through 40 episodes of this podcast. This is amazing. So please um, stay tuned and listen to the last little clip of um, the most played episode. Oh, I didn't even tell you what it was. The most played episode is season one, episode 12, Motivation. I had a conversation with my sister. She was on the Lubersperm um, episode. And I had a conversation with her and we were talking about the way that we motivate ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and just different things like that. And I remember there was a time where, let's take the example of working out. So as you guys know, if you listen to the Freshman 15 episode, I was in a depressing Um, a state of depression in college and that was the last two years and 
it wasn't the best feeling to have, but it's a fact that it happened. One of the main reasons behind that was my weight gain. And it was a moment that I realized in college that I didn't like who I saw in the mirror. It was a moment of realization and I wanted to do something about it. So in order for me to motivate myself, I, and this is not the best way to do it, but this is what happened. So I went on the computer, Microsoft Word, and I printed out just, you know how people have positive reinforcement, like little sticky notes all over, like the mirror and all that stuff. I didn't do that. I printed out negative things. Basically, get up fatty. Um, you shouldn't be eating that. Or um, if you don't um, wake up early, XYZ may happen. Just negative things to motivate myself to get up and work out. And I would say it did work, but it's not the best way to do it. It is not the right thing to do. And I essentially tore myself down in order to pick up the pieces. And in, in turn, it brought more stress on my shoulders to do that. So it's a very stressful situation. And what's so funny about it is, I don't know how, because we had high ceilings in our, um, our higher ceilings in our college um, apartment, I would put it, the 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 word you know get up fatty and all that i'll put that on my ceiling i don't know how so when i wake up i look up and i see it and it's like okay i gotta get up and go work out listening back to that episode in particular i hear a lot of hurt and pain in my voice it's so crazy it's a lot of fear and it was hard to share something so you know sacred about myself with people and you know, having having been, been through so many of that negative talk, how I used to treat myself and talk to myself in order to get things done, I can say that I'm doing less of that. You know, um, I recently put out an episode about working out and um, I think that was the one right before this this episode called Hot Girl Summer. And I'm boxing now. And I mean, I boxed before and I'm, I'm going back to the sport. But what I'm trying to say is that that positive, you know, I'm looking at myself in a better light than I did before. And I would say that, you know, being in a state where you're not the happiest and then going through whatever we did in 2020 just all that negative stuff just piled on top of each other and it was it was difficult for a lot of people so i'm i'm happy to say that i got through that and i'm happy and you know i'm doing my thing you know (laughs) but yeah so again i wanted to thank you guys for um being a part of my journey And again, if you listen to episode one up until now, you will see that growth. You will see the change in my voice, the the confidence and the strength. And I mean, I have such a long way to go, but many people probably don't know that the reason why I started my podcast was not to only share what I thought, but to strengthen my own voice. 
So thank you all again. I know I keep thanking you, but I am truly excited to reach the 40th episode of my podcast, season two, episode 20. Uh, and hopefully there's more to come when it comes to nothing more, nothing less. Please follow me on IG at NMNL podcast. You can also follow me on Facebook at nothing more, nothing less podcast and stay tuned. I'm sure we got a lot more to come, but I am going to go ahead and take a little break. So (laughs) I'll see you guys when I see you. Bye.